dude. What's up, Tommy Kerrigan? Been been a minute since. Uh, What's going on, dude? Jesus, <laughs> fuck yeah, yeah, man, yeah. For everyone listening, yeah, Marcus and I knew each other uh, from my dad's job. Brought us from Atlanta, Georgia, to Portland, Maine in two thousand seven. I was, I was yeah. there for a full school year. But yeah, yeah, dude, you you had you had hair like this. It was about 200 pounds of muscle. Uh, yeah. I, I hated everything. Yeah, you're the, weir- you're the weird kid in class who bought it with me, who was the also other weird kid in homeroom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say, yeah, I was like, because you were like the first person I met because it was Cardona and Kerrigan, C-A-R. I remember yeah, sitting in, was it Swan- Swanson? Was that the, the science teacher's name? Swanee? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes. but I remember it was yeah, just yeah. you to my left, and I remember it was Ed Kinerney to my right. I was just like, it was like my first day, and I was like talking to you, and you were just like laughing at everything I was saying. I was like, okay, he's cool. And I looked at Ed Kinerney, and I, I was just trying to make small talk, and I was just like, yeah, man, I'm uh, from Atlanta, and he was like, oh yeah, man, okay. And I was like, what the fuck? And uh, shout out Ed Kinerney. But like, Ed Kinerney, uh, yeah. fucking legend. Kinerney. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. I remember it was like the first day, and it's, you know, Atlanta, it's the South. It, what I found, man, living in the North and the South is truly everyone is the same. It's just in the South, they put on a facade of manners. In the North, they just don't even bother with the bullshit. It's, it, yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like that I have like a, I made a, a lot of good friends with like a lot of Southern people, but I think it's just like Southern, like, like Southern hospitality versus yeah. New England hospitality is like both different kinds of like, it's, you know, mentalities. I would say they're the same. It's just the South bothers with some bullshit topping that you put on and eventually you wears off. The North, they just get right to it, and it's just like, they don't waste. <laughs> dude, it. It, dude, life life is short. Life is short, in New England man. That's yeah, why yeah. we're all like about we cut through to the raw yeah. shit. Well, I remember, dude, because it was again my first day, and I remember I was at my locker, and I was just like, you know, okay, I'm pissed off at the world, just like God damn it, all my friends are in Atlanta. This is like the fifth time I had moved in ten years, and I was just pissed off. It, and I remember like hayden peterson walked by me but i didn't even know who he was at the time yeah i'm brand new and i remember i just kind of smiled and i just remember he went what are you looking at pussy and i was like <laughs> i was like i i wanted to cry man i was like fuck this place but then Dude, and you and the thing is like you were jack so hayden peterson's <laughs> just like the scrawny kid coming up to you <laughs> and he was just like what are you looking at pussy and i was like again coming from atlanta but as time went on and i became friends with everyone i realized i was like that's just how you talk so yeah, yeah. back bitch and i was just like oh okay that's the same as like what's up dude in that atlanta <laughs> yeah man it's so yeah dude that's um i haven't so yeah man, i left there in march 2008 and uh okay yeah right yeah. right right yeah right before graduation okay cool yeah, so yeah because you were there yeah. for like a year right yeah yeah and then i went back down to atlanta and i yeah, stayed down there for a while but yeah so for i saw you on instagram i was like oh fuck marcus is a comedian you know like, <laughs> i was like hey man he's yeah i was like he's got a it's like he's he, that just means that he's got to be as fucked up and weird as me. I was like, hey man, you want to do my podcast? You're like, fuck yeah. I was like, oh yeah, twelve. Hell yeah, Tommy, dude. <laughs> yeah, an, I haven't talked to you in twelve years. Hey man, you want to do my podcast? Sure thing. I was like, fuck yeah, Marcus. <laughs> That's my introduction for you. If you would like to introduce yourself, you're my friend Marcus Cardona and a comedian, I believe, New York. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm in Maine right now, but yeah, I was based in Brooklyn. Um, I've been doing comedy since 2011, so almost. Uh, almost nine years it's gonna be december nine years and then 
yeah, it's 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 been a whole trip. Uh, originally from Buxton, Maine, and then yeah, I moved down to Brooklyn probably like 2013, 2014. So like two years after it, because I was like my options were I either go Boston or I go to New York City. Yeah. And then like the other option was Atlanta. I thought about it because I wanted to stay East Coast, but I'm just like yeah. deep. Like everyone was telling me like, oh dude, I'm like, have you done enough black rooms? And I'm like, no. I was like, well, you're gonna get like a real culture shock. And then Boston was like too, Boston was too white. So yeah. then I just went for New York because I'm like, okay, that's a nice medium where you could figure it out. But then like once I was in New York, I gravitated towards like black rooms in general because I'm like, like it, it's, it's interesting because I'm like, there's definitely like, I'd say like Brooklyn and like New York, like black rooms are different from Atlanta black rooms because I'm like, it's just like hot down in Atlanta. I'm like, you need black people to experience winter. And then it was like, oh, I'm like. They get me because I'm yeah. also dark, and I'm like, "What yeah. the fuck is this shit?" <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you're halfway there. Yeah, if you haven't been, if you haven't been down to Georgia, man, that is a that is a culture shock and a fucking half. Dude, it was a culture shock going from Georgia to Maine. Oh yeah. Oh, the lack of diversity. You're just yeah, like <laughs> exactly. Like, dude, I remember it, it might have been you. It might have been. I think it was Anthony Filippo. He was like, "You're from Atlanta," and I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Do you see Usher?" And I was like. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's just all five million of us. We're just, we're just buddies. We're yeah, we all fucking walk by each other every. What the fuck, dude? Yeah. Hey, I've been to Atlanta, dude. Strip club culture is like it's a re. I was like that. I was like, ah, oh, no, there's nothing like strip club culture. And then I went to do, uh, I went to do a comedy show at a strip club, and I'm just like, ah, oh, this is this is weird. <laughs> it is. I'm like, it's just so, it's just so casual too. I'm just like, ah, yeah. see, I'm like, I would be a sinner for going to going yeah. to a strip club and i'm just like this is just an afternoon man like yeah. we start here then we just go out yeah but at least you didn't get the difference between where i went to school my first two years of college valdosta state university eventually transferred to uga which is like a normal big school yeah the state which is seven hours south of atlanta is that, that that's rural right rural atlanta <laughs> atlanta is, rural georgia i mean atlanta is more similar to portland yeah, <laughs> than, than Valdosta is to Atlanta. Holy yeah. fucking shit! I mean, <laughs> I mean, for the sake of not getting my YouTube channel pulled, I'm just not gonna repeat the shit I heard down there. But I mean, it was a time capsule from 1865. Let's just put it that way. Holy dude, I, dude, I heard, I heard the KKK has like the best barbecues. That's how they recruit. <laughs> Probably, man. Oh man, yeah, man, those those white power guys. I mean, they're fucked up. Goddamn, they could cook and throw a party. I mean, yeah, you've never lived until you've been out in the sun and like a square mile of mud with a bunch of sorority girls. It's experience and a half, man. But goddamn, once you leave, it's time to leave. I mean, segregation is alive and well down there. It is, dude, it, I'm not kidding, dude. I am dude, not I kidding. It, yeah no, i believe it man dude i i hear from all like the all like the southern comics and it like it like suddenly like creeps out i'm just like uh, how does that happen it, it, <laughs> just it, like, it no. starts to come out a little bit it just you, just, you kind of hear m-bombs just hard <laughs> r just casual and you're like whoa <laughs> you're like all right it's kind of like a bullet cracking by you you're like okay all right we're getting shot at you're like yeah okay. yeah no, that, 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 that's just that's just the south man the south will run <laughs> Yeah, he's good. South arrives again. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. I had I had the nerve to like while I was while I was joining a fraternity in the deep south, which is gee, that's a step that's a step away from the KKK. Yeah, did, did yeah, did wait. Do you do you do you have a brand? Because I remember that. No, I remember. No, I remember. No, I, I I was I was no. I was in a fraternity too, but it was like it was like it was just a party. Like we were a social yeah. fraternity, and then like we didn't have a house. We were just like yeah, <laughs> delinquents. Dude, dude, I 
<laughs> man, I thought that's what it was going to be. I was like, oh, I'm just going to join for you. I don't know anyone here. It's just going to be fun. Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no, dude. I'm glad I went through with it just because it's an experience and a half, and I feel like it's going to be as absurd to tell my grandkids, just like us hearing World War II stories. It's like that socially backwards. But yeah, man, yeah. Dude, a lot of the a lot of the friends down there, they did brand. Fucking yeah. Up. And not even in like on your ass. Like it was like you had to show it. it yeah. Was on you'd see all these like guys just like it was dark, man. It was, it was <laughs> dude. Dark. That's that, that that's that's the price for friendship. That's long lasting. Guess, Those dude. are gonna be the half of them are like I know guys who uh who join the fraternities and like they have the brands and stuff like that. But they're definitely like they're definitely like still like side by side. Like yeah. I know I knew dudes who should have been bankrupt. Like several times, I'm like, they had the fraternity fall back on. I'm like, yeah. all right, that yeah. makes sense. No, I mean, I, you know, I, I fucking hated hearing it during pledge shift. They were like, you're going to be friends with these guys forever. I just remember thinking, I was like, no, I'm not. I'm going to transfer to UGA to get the fuck out of this backwards ass clanville. <laughs> to be fair, there are several guys that I am in touch with. I mean, like yeah. to this day. Hey, dude, when, when, when the resource wars happen, you got to have the guys with the guns and the trucks. So, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. yeah, that's the thing is, dude, North and South shitting on each other. I don't think they realize just how similar they are. Yeah. Dude, Valdosta is the same thing as like Northern New Hampshire. It's just one has corn, one has snow. Like, oh, yeah. No, like, yeah. Trucks and like, oh, yeah. Yeah. New Hampshire, New Hampshire, New Hampshire is like wildly Republican. Wow. Yeah. Like Maine is liberal. Vermont yeah. is liberal. Yeah. Pockets in Massachusetts are like mix of both and yeah. everything like that. Like, yeah, it's yeah. That, again, living in Atlanta, Portland, Valdosta, New Hampshire, it's people don't realize is that the rural rural areas are all the same. It's just temperature yeah, yeah. and accents. Urban areas for the most part are the same. They're just yeah. temperatures and accents. Just like is really it. It's, I would say, yeah, it's all cities I've, I've lived in are generally more liberal, and all rural areas I've lived in are generally just fucking insane. <laughs> just like, <laughs> it, it really is like you're out of the city limits. Like, dude, there was a guy in my fraternity, Grant Merritt, whose grandfather or great grandfather like passed away. And when he passed away, it was in his will that he had this like ornate chest that had been in his, you know, the, and they live on these, they legitimately Hell live on yeah. these like, pieces of land <laughs> that, you know, have been in the family for generations. And, like, that shit's true. Like, it's like Django Unchained shit. And <laughs> this was in, like, 2010, and Grant, Grant was from a small town with no streetlights called Coffee. It was literally called Coffee. And they Hell had, yeah, that's what's he, up. <laughs> he, had a, he had a pet alligator and a pet deer. They both had dog collars. It was the, the deer's name was Jesus and the alligator was Elvis. But I remember, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah that, that's how rural you can get a dog and a gator. No, 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 no. A deer and a gator. He had a deer. Everybody was, was like, come here. But it was so weird because his family ran a deer skinning like plant. So he had this. What? So like taxidermy deer. or like no, all like, they did was. Like skin and like butcher, like okay, yeah, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Weird that he had this pet deer. It was like, it was literally, yeah. So anyway, we went out there, man, and I remember his like grandfather had passed away like a week prior, and it was like in his grandpa's will. It's like I want you guys to like you can have this like chest, and it was really ornate, like (laughs) sterling silver. This 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 straight up sounds like the beginning of like a journey of self discovery. So, so yeah. he gets this chest. Yeah, and it's you know, it's. I remember Grant says like, "Yeah, man, it had it was you know, you it was like, had like velvet and stuff. It had like the family like tree inscribed on it." And they're like, "What is it?" And they opened it up, and in like the 1920s, Grant's great grandfather 
was the number one. He was the head of the Ku Klux Klan. Oh, he was the Grand Wizard. <laughs> the, grand, the Grand Dragon. Grand Dragon. Oh, shit. Yeah. In I forgot. Chest, dragon and Wizard. <laughs> in the chest was the ascension of all the robes he had as he could run through the ranks. And it was... <laughs> only in Georgia would you be like, I knew Grandpappy was a hustler. And it was like, only in Georgia can you be proud of that. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah, made, yeah. made it. He, I was just like, oh, my God. Wait, like, so, 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 did, so did he open it up or was he like, hey guys, you guys want to see this chest or something? No, 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 he didn't show us. Oh. His family opened it up because it was in the will because everyone oh. knew what this thing was and it was just like they figured heirlooms or something. And once he passed, I guess because it was like 2010, he was like, I can't have this shit open while I'm still alive. They found Jeez. out. Yeah. <laughs> no, but dude, names. that you Dude, you if if the if that was the granddad's like you know that there's still family members who just have to be like oh my god no way or yeah. some of them are just oh, like, like oh, what? yeah no. okay. <laughs> I knew it yeah. but like I, I think they gave it to like a there's like a, a history museum in Georgia I think they donated it because it was like that like it was like that like rare of shit it was like yeah, yeah, yeah. all these like you know it was like woven cords and it was almost like it was literally, it was just like rising through the military, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just is really... No, no, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's kind of like, if anything, like a cult member or like even... Because like, I've, I've met like, you know, obviously it's, obviously it's like shameful if you like continue it, but it's like, you know, if you've like ranked like... Because I know people who've left like, not even like, you know, groups like that, not even like fashion groups like that, where it's just like, um, let's just say like the Hasidic Jewish, like I know a lot of Jewish people who've like left super, super like, orthodox traditional like jewish cultures and i'm like they're like families like top tier like they had like access to like you know all the like respect and money and yeah, stuff like that yeah. but just like um we're just not going to continue it and it's just like a weird like thing to carry just same thing with like i've i known i've known people who've grant whose grandparents have been like nazi generals or something like that yeah. and i was just like yeah. oh it's definitely I'm, like, weird like, it's absolutely an interesting piece of history yeah. like, there's no yeah i mean my great uncle i mean i he fucking killed nazis on d-day i mean he had like he had like daggers and stuff they took yeah. off bodies and stuff and i remember seeing that stuff in middle school and it was i mean like you can't deny like the historical value of it it's like crazy yeah. like oh shit here's this thing and it's literally got like a prayer in german you know and yeah. you'll <laughs> die for the fuhrer and it's like it's despicable and thank god that they're all gone but it's i mean you can't deny the piece of history it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely good yeah it's definitely good that I can say like, oh no, I like my family wasn't them. They killed me. Like, <laughs> even if like, even if my grandpa was like a Nazi, the history is interesting. Definitely like, stop it. <laughs> definitely, yeah. like, we're not doing it anymore. We got we got the flag. We're not doing that anymore. Like, yeah, yeah, man, I definitely get it. But fuck yeah. So uh, culture shock uh, to say <laughs> down there. Yeah, yeah. The comment section is going to be super weird. I hope this doesn't get used against me in comedy. Like, come endorses <laughs> no me, me, nah, man it's, it's probably it'd probably, be good, probably be good pr it's yeah yeah what what's it like being a because it's it's we're in a time of like touchiness and like politically correctness that like even south park couldn't imagine five years ago yeah, yeah. dude yeah. and they, they they've they've like they've like they've like dug itself and I don't know. It's What's it like? yeah, comedy, man. I would, I I feel, I feel like you got in 
from clearly I'm not a comedian, so I don't know, but I feel like there's one of two paths. It's either you like bend the knee and like try to like dodge all like, you know, buzzwords and pronouns and, or you just like, I don't know, you put on the KKK mask and just light the torches and be like, I'm just going to say whatever. And like, cause comedy yeah. is controversial. What, what is that like? Um, like the notoriety and stuff like that for comedy. I mean, it depends on, it depends on how good you are at like, buffering like subject matter because i'm like i've definitely i definitely like there's definitely like rooms there just like oh don't bring up marcus he'll talk about political stuff or anything like that and i'm just like there's not that many especially in like new york new york is a very commercialized like quickest route to success so a lot of the comedians there are just um they won't they won't really push the boundary as much just so that, that way their careers can like you know uh, like if someone's like marked a safe comedian They'll usually get booked a bunch because I'm like, oh no, he'll never rub an audience member wrong. But then if you get like a good comedian, then like, you know, they'll like go in depth rather than like, you know, make like a small, like, you know, joke about, um, you know, Nazis or something like that. Or like, you know, like small, small things like that, small, like racial jabs and stuff like that. If you can do like an in-depth, like, you know, longer set, like five minutes on like one subject matter. Mm -hmm. I have a, I have a joke about interracial relationships and I'm like, the joke that I do is I cushion it a bunch with, I make it focused on having tension for a relationship. Cause I'm like, Oh, like, you know, I like interracial relationships because like, you know, you get to see like that things that everyone hates about each other fall apart. But you know, as I've gotten older, I realize you need some kind of tension to keep a relationship together. And I'm like, sexual tension fades real quick, but racial tension is a pretty good substitute. <laughs> and then audiences, audiences get tight about that. Like no matter what the audience gets tight about it, and then there's like a second jab in that joke where I'm like, if you have trouble laughing at that joke, that's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> that is good, man. That- and then, and then, it, it, no, and then, it, it, and then, and then I try justifying it with more like more material because I'm like, uh, like I was hooking up with a Filipino girl and she's like, I want you to choke me. And I'm doing it. I'm like, can't do it for the culture. And I'm like, the white girl asked me to choke her. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, have I always been a monster? And I'm like, what's fueling this? And I'm like, all I did was think about like all the white women who voted for Trump, and it was like at least fifty-two percent more pressure. <laughs> Cause like that's like that's 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 like a lot of joke with like a lot of cushioning. Cause you gotta like ease like yeah. sometimes when you have a punchline, it's easy to it's easy to joke about anything in like a short amount of time. Sure. Like you could touch on like every offensive like subject matter by just doing like one line, one line, one line, like you know, you could just keep going through them really quick. But if you go in depth a bit. Like, even though it's even though it's a dark subject matter or it's I considered edgy or politically incorrect, sure. As long as you cushion it right, that you can like just try justifying it. Because all I had to do for, to make that joke about <laughs> joking white girls is being like, oh no, I want a relationship that lasts, but you need some kind of tension. Then I'm like, interracial relationships, yeah. and then I'm just like, boom, boom, boom. And then the fifty-two percent one is just like. Hey, you guys did it. That's not me. <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to say you could, as you said that, I was like, man, you could, you could, you could weave in an OJ. You could weave in an OJ reference in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, dude. Ah, oh, man, dude. OJ, uh, dude, he's not, it's one of those weird ones where you get to see how, like when you ever, you read a room, you get to see how much they're aware of like what's on TV. Sure. And it's so hard to like gauge how much an audience like watches the same stuff that you will do because 
sometimes I perform for younger audiences and then like I'll make an like if I do a reference like to OJ Simpson or something like that half of them just don't care and I'm like oh. I'm just like it's kind of just like because I've done a lot of jokes about like you know it's pretty hard being a mom but you know you can be the worst mom and the best mom I'm like as long as you're not Casey Anthony you're good yeah. and then and then and then sometimes that joke goes over people's heads I'm like who and I'm just like guys she killed her, she killed her kid she killed her kid killed her kid it's come on it's the mom that killed her kids yeah it's was it Jim Norton that was I think it was Casey no 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 it was some other mom that like drowned her kids and he's Dude, there, dude, there's so there's so many bad parents, but Casey Anthony was like the one who like she got away. She got like a porn contract offered to her. There's so many like there's just so there's it was like every controversial case. I'm like, what's the most controversial one of that one? It's the same thing with like wrestling. I'm like, I, I like the joke I was like trying to write before all this happened was uh, couples who like wrestle. I don't know why they always seem to make it, except Chris Benoit. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, fuck, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say Casey Anthony getting a porn tr- contract. Maybe she was just pushing the envelope. She killed, her, yeah, killed her kids. Didn't get fucked by it. I was like, all right, let's go dude. She, the, th- the, th- the thing is, like, oh, man, I, I there was a weird thing because, like, after they did, because they try always justifying like hot people being able to get away with crimes. Yeah. Like OJ has like his score and stuff like that, but then like. I hate all like the Ted Bundy stuff because everyone's like, ah, oh, Ted Bundy was so hot. He was charismatic. I'm like, Ted Bundy attracted weird girls because he was a weird dude. And, yeah. Like they both deserved each other. Yeah. But then like they did Zac Efron and like, oh no, he was so hot. And I'm like, he's charismatic maybe, but I'm like, yeah. hot. Like Zac, I'm like Zac Efron. Is that like everyone in that movie they casted a way hotter person? I was yeah. like, shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, it's. Have you ever seen those like weird like romantic obsessions with like the Columbine shooters? Oh, dude, yeah. Oh man, I dude, I if, I I love every kind of like cult conspiracy like build up and stuff like that because the Columbine shooters they were just like they were just like obsessed with like the major like like right now I think there's like a million cults happening right now because the Columbine shooters were obsessed with like the Matrix and stuff like that and then they like. I've read a couple manifestos just to be like, ah, maybe he's got some good points. Because I'm like, the Unabomber had great points. Yeah, I'll yeah. say that. Undeniable great points. Yeah, that, yeah, that, <laughs> you can say what you will. He, he, made a couple, he made a couple eyebrow raisers. Like, I can see it, you know. It's, yeah, man. Dylan, Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold. Have you ever read any of their diaries or journals? Yeah, I've, I, I've, read, I've read a couple of them. It, like, it's definitely, it definitely started like the, definitely like has like that incel tone. Like that's it. Like I, every time I read, like as soon as she started like sounding like an incel being like, oh, I deserve this because I'm a dude from here and whatever. Then yeah. it just becomes like, ah, you ain't shit. Shut up, dude. Yeah, it makes think. <laughs> How many of these things could have just been solved with getting laid? Yeah, or or just like you know, shown like love and then been like, because like no matter what, behind every like school shooter is always like some weird level of like toxic masculinity, being like, oh, you're not a real man. Like I always expect like I always want like them to do a biopic and then like cast people and then just show the relationship with the dad because I'm like it's always rooted like all the school shooters they're always like rooted with like a weird relationship with their, their dad. Like I have a weird relationship with my dad, but that just turned into stand up comedy. <laughs> I was like, I just like, it's like, ah, it's like he's just like he's he's he was he was just very absent. But I'm like, I think oh. that's just like an immigrant dad thing. Oh. And then I'm just like, well, if I can't make him laugh, let's try making everyone else laugh. I'm like, all yeah. right, cool. Yeah, if no one laughs, I'll just lock and load. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's worth. 
I was leaning towards school shooting, but you know, I got a crack at comedy, and it's all been all good since then. Ah, uh, dude, hey, if you if you come to, if you come to an if you went to an open mic before, um, like especially like some of the some of them, um, there's definitely like this weird like, oh god, thank god you found comedy, or else you would have been a school shooter. Thank god. <laughs> Yeah. yeah thank, thank god you found outlet thank yeah. you <laughs> yeah man if you're yeah dude it's it kind of is that way if you're if you're seeing um what is it is that i think role models that yeah, yeah i feel like that's a lot of school shooters are like is it augie the mclovin character <laughs> augie, oh yeah yeah <laughs> like that's probably the relationship is like with augie and his stepdad like yeah just kind of like you're not a man go do real stuff how come you're not chasing poon like you're playing yeah. Dungeons and dragons and then it turns into like you know a fucking real life done yeah just start shooting but like yeah no you just know you adapt this like hero mentality like that's it like every like every like every like mass shooter mass murderer they always feel like justified like they're a hero they were doing like some higher powers work they were cleansing the yeah, land or some like, bullshit it's never like forgive me for what I'm going to do or like what I'm doing is terrible. There's never, there's never any of that. It's always completely justified in their minds, which is, which is weird. I mean, yeah. Dylan Klebold and Eric Harris, that, that one's kind of sad because like there is one line in there and, and it's like early in their manifestos before they just went like straight. It was, oh, it was, it was like the thesis sentence. <laughs> no, but there is, there is one line early in their rants before they just went straight up like let's murder. Because they went, they, I was going to say they went dark, but I mean, how much fucking darker can you go than dude, shoot? Dude, dude, it, dude it's, it's, it's funny because like after you read it, you could tell it was written by high schoolers. That's like the worst part. It's like, it's like, oh man, this, this, still this, kind of this, just making fun of it. The, like, the, 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 the support, the supportive statements are very poorly written. They should have reorganized this. Yeah. And their con- the conclusion was left off. So I get why they grabbed guns. I thought no citations. Yeah. 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 There's, yeah. Run on sentences galore. I mean, these kids, they didn't indent anything. Yeah, man. It's, that's kind of the worst part is like if they could look forward 20 years and be like i wonder what happened with my manifesto and all this it'd be like i think they would almost do it again because what's the commentary you can tell it was written by like edgy teenagers like that's all you got out of it like i I shot kids point blank in the face in the library and you're like these edgy teenagers (laughs) it is but like i was gonna say but yeah later on in their rantings they went to like this is because it was pre 9 11, and it's weird because they were like, We're gonna come back as demons and we're gonna fly. <laughs> literally, dude, literally, it yeah, sounds, yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds like a second grader wrote it. It's we're gonna come back as demons, we're gonna fly around like the netherworld, we're gonna come back in the dis- this dimension, and we're gonna hijack planes and fly them into buildings in New York. Yeah, yeah, so they, uh, they definitely went darker, but early on, one of them wrote, like, um, like no one, no one ever invites me to parties. Like you had my number and you didn't invite me because I'm the weird kid. And I'm like, man, what if he was just invited to a party? Like, <laughs> dude. Well, every everyone always feels like they're justified. Everyone oh, no, also because hey, look, yeah. I was the new kid, and look yeah. what I did. I just, yeah. you know, I just sucked. I got called a pussy. I wasn't invited to parties. I didn't shoot anyone up. I just became friends with you and Ed Kinerney, <laughs> two other kids that may have joined me in a shooting. You know, like yeah. I'm joking, but yeah, man, it's, you can't, 
I'm realizing as I say that that like yeah, that's not really a justification because I'm I moved around a lot and it fucking sucked being the new kid. Yeah, uh, dude, especially like the yeah, especially like the tran the transfer kid. That's always like it's it's something about like attachment with like it's attachment like issues and stuff like that because like you'll like learn a sense of community and then you'll learn a sense of family but then if you keep moving then like your se- your sense of like community doesn't get to grow yeah. because of like you're constantly like readjusting to everyone else so the way that you express yourself isn't properly done because like you have to like constantly be like up oh, i made friends and then gone 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 gone, gone. Yeah, okay i gotta yeah. reintroduce myself to people and then be like oh no and then you it just is. get really spaced out it is i mean i would say in some senses that's helped me because i can it's almost like you know, wherever I there's definitely like a homesick feeling whenever I see friends that like even I remember being at like Chevrolet and just like everyone knew each other and it was like everyone hung outside of school and I was just like I don't know anything like like that because even yeah. though I was from Atlanta and all my friends were there I had only been in Atlanta for like six years by the time I moved so even then it was like there was still this like sense of and and you and you just went over you just got over like freshman and sophomore year and like middle school and stuff like that. <laughs> so then you're just like jump, jumping into junior year. It's just like uh like everyone got their hormones, everyone got their growth spurts, and you're just like fuck. Everyone kind of knows. <laughs> yeah, and it was just like fuck this. It's but the, I guess in one way it's helped me. It's that like I have no qualms with like picking up and leaving. Yeah, I'm not held down to like well I was born and raised in Valdosta, Georgia. I can't leave here. <laughs> I have no problem with like, you know, I'd like to move there. Granted, I live at home and I'm trying to get a podcast going, so it doesn't really work. But if yeah. it does work and I get money, like there's nothing holding me back from like, yeah, maybe I'll live in New Hampshire. Maybe I'll go live yeah. in fucking Seattle. There's no like, but my roots, like I don't have roots. But it's also, it's helped a lot in that I can, I've learned how to make friends very quickly because it, as you saw yeah. at Jefferson, it was like, I came down and it's like, am I going to be here for a decade? Am I going to be here for seven months? Seven yeah. months, gone. And it's, so yeah, it's, there's definitely a benefit to it. You got to just learn how to talk quickly. It's like speed dating. It's like, you gotta, you gotta make friends quick. You gotta make friends quick. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta adapt quickly to like changing circumstances really quick. Yeah. yeah. You gotta just throw the spaghetti at the wall and hope a noodle sticks. It's like, throw it to my left. Hey, it's Mark Cardona. <laughs> you left. Okay. Throw it to my right. Ed Kinerny. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, whatever. Nothing's. <laughs> Nothing stuck there. <laughs> oh yeah, man. It, yeah, I was like, okay, that's fucking weird. It's wave, wave to Hayden. You pussy. All right, not, not there. I'll keep moving. Keep moving. Keep rolling with the punches. Yeah, that man. that that that's genius. <laughs> now that I'm saying it, I'm I'm getting less and less sympathy for the Columbine kids. <laughs> Dude, you're great friends. You're just like, yeah, just work, just work on your social skills. May, hey, maybe you're the problem, kid. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, maybe you're the problem. You know what I do with all that anxiety? I just went to the gym for two hours. Today, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a weird way. It's a dude. Now, well, I feel like I feel like no matter what, like you at least have your wheelhouse. Like if you're a smart kid, then like kids would gravitate you. Because I remember like I remember seeing you. Because I remember seeing you at the gym after after school one time, and I'm just like, oh, everyone's asking him for tips because I'm like, he's just jacked. Yeah, that <laughs> and then and then and then that's also how I saw you like gain friends because I'm just like, hey, dude, if you want to fix your form, straighten your back. I was like, oh yeah, Shit. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, that's how I, that's how I met um. Yeah, the kids in Joe the- Harper. Joe, I was say, what the fuck is his name? Papa. Yeah, he'd always borrow my gloves and he'd go deadlift like fifteen hundred pounds, but he'd only work out like once a month. But he'd come in and <laughs> like, "Yo, bro, I need your gloves." But yeah, that is how I met a lot of guys. yeah, and it kind of. But it also helped with like, again, I remember I was like, 
maybe they won't make fun. I remember like, yeah, I was like, maybe I'll stop getting made fun of and called a pussy if I just go in and like, because, you know, Chevrolet, you have, you know, long sleeve button down blazers. You can't really tell any. And I was like, maybe if I just go to the gym in like a tank top and just bench like 300 pounds, they'll stop like picking on me. And it worked. <laughs> but again, this is just driving me farther and farther away from the Columbine kids. I'm like, go to the gym and just flex nuts. Stop picking up to lift more. And the easy way out is to grab a carbine. Like, that's the easy way out. <laughs> fuck that, man. Like, you know, yeah, fuck that. Do you, do you listen to uh, or did you ever like get into like Henry Rollins at all? Because I'm like Henry Rollins was like the perfect like outlet for like any kind of edgy kids. He was the Black Flag like lead singer for years, uh-uh. and then he got he got super like his like he got into crazy philosophy because like you know obviously he was like a rage filled person, but he was like he was like sober, but he was just like one of those angry sober kids. Because mm. I was like ah, I was like it was a weird one, and then he found another outlet through just like lifting weights because he's just like oh this is honesty because i'm like everything else is a front and i'm like it's true i'm like yeah you get some weird kind of like fraternal like connection through that way (laughs) there's definitely some like philosophy in it and there's yeah it's because with like lifting it's like i don't lift nearly as much anymore but it's like when i was obsessed with it it was like it wasn't like a school project. It wasn't like I put in 90% of the work, but only got 10% of the credit. It was like, if I go in and bust my ass, like I get, it's like, I think Alan Schwarzenegger said, he's like, that's like the best thing about having a physique. He's like, no one can give it to you. No one can take it away. You can't rent it. You can't buy it. It's like, it's, it's like this. Yeah, it is. It's honesty. It's truth. But yeah, man, it's, it's definitely, it's not the answer to all your questions, but it's definitely, it's definitely a better it's definitely a better outlet i'll say this i'm like there's never been there's never been someone who's been like gotten jacked and then their life got somehow worse yeah oh god <laughs> damn it none of these girls want me because i have eight abs no that's never been a problem that's never been a, maybe if you go on the deep end and start doing steroids yeah but again that's a personal thing like that's yeah yeah yeah, yeah so I, as we're saying this i've yeah my sympathy has gone down more <laughs> Fuck those kids. Fuck those kids. Yeah. They, they, they should just, they should, instead of picking up some guns, how about you pick up some five pounders? Yeah, man. Yeah, I work, can like work, on yeah, work on that four. Work on that four, man. You don't need a, yeah. You don't need a, yeah. Jesus Christ, yeah. Man. <laughs> but yeah, really, it's, it's that or comedy or like, even with like a podcast, I'm finding that like, it's a fantastic outlet because it's like, I can bring on whoever I want. Like, there is no boss. There is no schedule. I can talk about whatever I want. And I can kind of, like, utilize those skills of just talking to strangers. It's anything that – it does lead – you're right. It's it's just it – kind of, it's an incel mindset that just leads to, like, it's everyone else's problem. It's, like, I get, like, if there's, like, a core anger, if you were born, like, you know – like paralyzed or disformed i can i can get that like yeah. you, you 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 get the you we, we get the penguin like you know yeah, he had yeah. money but yeah. he was just ugly so just yeah. like fuck it's it. like become it, a villain it, it, it's like you're not allowed to go shoot anybody but like i get the anger if you were born with like one limb and like a droopy face and like a fucked up spine and like you had to like eat through a tube like that's some like justified anger you got fucked and, and those people still body lift too <laughs> <laughs> you're right they still yeah you ever see the pictures of like you always see this like clickbait titles but they're real it's like world's tiniest bodybuilder but it'll literally be like you know like an 18 inch tall indian guy but he'll be like yoked 
He'll be lifting yeah, yeah, like, exactly. pounds and a half, but he's like, yeah, he's like a little fucking leprechaun. But even he's bettering himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Jesus Christ. But yeah, dude, so what, uh, what got you wanting to like do comedy? Because comedy, to me, that, that seems terrifying. I'm going off about how open <laughs> I am and how I can meet people and talk. The last thing I'd ever... I thought about doing stand-up comedy once in 2016. Yeah. I made some shitty jokes, and I went to an open mic, and it turned out that, like, I went to the wrong night. I emailed about <laughs> yeah. a slot, and they're like, no, nah, man, you're tomorrow. That was enough for me. I said, fuck it. I, I just did uh, just one time. You just did, did, cool. dipped your toe, and you're just like, I, ooh. I, I went in, and they're like, no, you're not up till tomorrow. And I was just like, nope, fuck this. I quit. I remember I went and got a bunch of <laughs> and just, like, drank by myself. But I was like, <laughs> Even though it was no one's fault but my own. Like, I just, I chose the wrong date. Yeah. That was, yeah, so that was enough to turn me off from it. What? It's, I don't know, man, because even with a podcast, it's just, it's me and the other person. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can laugh, and it's good enough, and even if I don't make them laugh, who cares? It's, then it can be a serious conversation. We can, I don't, you know, I feel like if there was an audience around me, and it was like, none of them are laughing. Okay, well, now they're laughing. <sighs> That just gives me anxiety thinking. Oh, right. uh, the response. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, well, you definitely, you definitely get that dopamine hit when you get an audience laugh, I but meant, you huh. get, you get, you get good at like performing. Cause I'm like, half of it is writing, half of it is performing. Cause I'm like, there's good writers, sure. there's good performers. And then like, like about 50% of the time, like you'll see a club and they'll invest in a good uh, writer, but they can't perform or else they'll get a good performer, but they can't really write. You always want to get the performers over the writers, but whenever, I guess when I got into comedy, it was, I was, I was still, I was a writer. I was kind of a performer already. I kind of like did other like artsy stuff, but I was, I was a nursing student and I right. didn't want to, I, it was like, it was like a weird thing. Cause like I was like in college, I was like a very stereotypical Filipino nurse nursing major and i was just like i don't want to do this because i just feel like i just feel like i'm being forced into it i got drunk i went to an open mic <laughs> and then say, and then I, and then i crushed KKK. it was cool oh fuck yeah i was gonna say in a much lighter way it's kind of like the kkk like i don't want to do what my family's been doing you know kkk yeah, yeah. First. like it's, but yeah so you, just, you got drunk and went to an open mic and yeah, well, I was I was drunk I was drunk with friends, and then it just happened to be a comedy night, and they were like, "Oh, Marcus, go on stage. You're hilarious." Okay. I'm like, "All right, cool." So I just talked about like stuff, and I guess the biggest thing was um, just because like even even though like you know I've lived in Maine my whole life, it's always like a weird like disconnect thing that I've you know just culturally like you know my upbringing. Um, even though I'm a Mainer, like you know I I was always treated like the other and stuff like that, so it always made me feel weird. But then eventually, like, you know, after I made, like, the first audience laugh, and you get kind of a gauge for reading, like, who people are, like, the working class, because that was my first show. Like, I was drunk. It was a comedy night. I was bitching about the work that I had to people who were at a bar to avoid the work that they were talking about. So it just kind of synced up for a really right. good one. But then, like, after I did comedy a couple more times, I started talking about, like, my issues like you know being young uh like with race and stuff like that and that didn't settle well in maine because i'm like oh everyone's older no one really cares about like i just sound like I, I just sound like a young kid just like complaining about his issues sound to like a bunch of old people who are like dude it's yeah exactly that's what you sounded like yeah. so so like i ate shit for probably like 
the first like two years after like I crushed the first mic and I'm like, all right, well, what can I, what can I like react? But I realized I was writing, I was writing stuff from my perspective. Mm -hmm. And then when you're an audience member, like for the most part, like no one has the same view that you have, like no one else, like I could tell my jokes about being like Filipino from Maine, but if I write them from my perspective without talking about like how people react, reacted to me, it would not like the disconnect is like super hard. Mm -hmm. And then once I moved to New York, then like all the jokes I had about my diversity and stuff like that, like I was like, Oh, this is a younger audience. It's completely different. I started pulling those jokes out. I'm like, Oh, cool. And then also like I had jokes like that had like heavier, like subject material or like you had to like know like stuff and that, or you had to know more media references than Maine would watch because I'm like, Oh, you guys aren't watching like comedy central. Or you guys aren't watching like E entertainment news who yeah. streams like knocked up all the time yeah. so then i'd bring all these jokes back in and then be like all right cool and then i kind of i feel like i got my initial um jokes about talking about like how to talk to audiences by eating shit in maine and new england for like two years straight then once i moved to new york then like i learned that i was i was a good writer it's just like not for the right audience and then new york i learned how to perform and then I've really synced up like performing and writing, but then also having just like this, know the room, know the room, know the room. And then like, once that instills, then you get this like sweet, like combination of you're a good writer, you're a good performer and you can like read a room because half the time comedians will just say their stuff regardless of what audience it is. I'm like, dude, there's a bunch of grandmas here. They're not going to laugh at the jokes that a bunch of 20 year olds would laugh at or a bunch of kids would laugh at either. So I'm like, all right. Yeah. Yeah, man. I never thought about that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you got like, again, speaking from someone that's never done comedy. So yeah, but, but I have my false illusions, so I'm going to stand by them. <laughs> I, I imagine it's like going in with like, it's almost like you got like different weapons or something. And it's like, what is the best, what is the best move here? You know, this is yeah. like long distance. You need sniper. This is close. Here's a grenade. <laughs> I have to go back to Columbine, but like, you know, it's. Like, yeah, no, dude, dude, this is, this is military tactics. Yeah, dude, you're again, you got yeah. the, you got the history, your world yeah. war two vets, like yeah. going in your blood. It's like, going in. <laughs> yeah, but it is, you go in and it's like different weapons for different, you can't just go in. Yeah. Like you can't just go in and use like a pistol for everything. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like you're going up, you have to siege a fortress from like middle earth and you've got a Glock, it's like, no, you need, like, the catapult. Like, yeah. I imagine diversity jokes also probably work more in somewhere like New York as opposed to fucking Maine. Like, oh, yeah, dude. Oh, there's – it's it's so funny because, like, like – Ellis Island. Like, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah, man. <laughs> dude, yeah, j diversity jokes in Maine, you can just – it's one of the weird ones because, like, if you have a diverse room in New York City – like you'll have like woke white people and i'm like like it's it's it seems like it's it seems like woke white people would be the most fun but i'm like there's a certain level where i'm like they're so woke but they won't acknowledge they're woke but they won't acknowledge that it's a joke because yeah. like sometimes i'll do a racial joke and then yeah. my favorite thing is watching white audience members turn to see if it's okay for them to laugh yeah. and then yeah. they'll laugh and i'm just it's like okay, I guess. <laughs> and i'm just like uh but it sometimes sometimes if you talk about stuff like if like i remember i did a show in lincoln's and the audience was like a lot older no diversity whatsoever the every time i did like a race joke that would like kind of make fun of like white people's interpretation of like race stuff like i just see like old heads like shake been like oh no that's not like because then it becomes the audience members feel attacked but then they like 
internalize it and then that becomes like worse because it's just like well i wouldn't and i'm just like ah. it's, i'm like this is a comedy show i'm like it's one of those moments where i'm like how do i how do i have to why do i have to tell you that these are jokes <laughs> at a comedy show and it's like a lot of like hand holding i'm just like ah, guys okay let's bring it back yeah <laughs> this, this, yeah. This, this is the laughing area you guys can laugh here yeah when, when you guys are outside picketing and I say the racial stuff, then I'm like, it's completely different. Sure, yeah. Like, calm down. Yeah. It's, yeah. When you're in front of all your other coworkers and you need to get brownie points, like, well, I didn't laugh at that racial joke, but it's like, yeah. at a comedy show, it's like you come to a comedy show to hear fucking comedy. It's like yeah. you, don't, you don't go to a gun range and you're like, why is it so loud? And it's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Yeah. Like, well, it's, dude, it's 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 the it's the white knighting. Everyone likes to seem like you know the hero narrative. Like I if someone if someone if someone heard an offensive joke, they want to be like, oh, I didn't laugh at it, so I'm, I'm making the world better. I'm more offended <laughs> than you were. You should have seen how offended I was. I couldn't even sleep. It's like, <laughs> it's, like it's a little yeah. You see it now. Well, like I saw it on like Reddit yesterday. That's what made me when when we, you brought up like um, you know, people's grandpa who were a Nazi. I literally saw a Reddit post yesterday about some dude who had a stopwatch. And it was from like the Third Reich. Yeah. And it was like this guy was like a history buff, and he yeah. bought it because it's a piece of history. And it was like this dope thing, and it was just like it's so cool because you're like, wow, that was made in 1943. You're like, wow. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. Was it was it was it still working or was it like a weird restoration no, like on Reddit? Working. It was this scene, oh. and it was like that's so cool. But the guy literally had to lead his title with like, I don't like Nazis, but yeah, yeah, yeah. There were people commenting like, it's so sad that like you have to say that because like no one with half a brain assumes you like not like it was like a, it was like a history subreddit it was like we're all here for this like historical richness and it's like i don't like nazis but and it's like you literally have to like lay the foundation of like i'm pure and socially woke but yeah. it's like dude just go ahead and say it like dude well i mean now it's gotten like even crazier with like corporations because i'm like everyone has like this mentality that if you uh buy you support and i'm like well it's hard to operate in like as a consumer, if anything, if Trump owns like half the businesses or if like Bezos owns like half the businesses. I'm just like, I do not support him, but my bank account says otherwise yeah. because he's the only guy who sells this kind of milk. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, seriously. When people are like, everyone's like shitting on like China and like Foxconn workers and it's like, hey man, do you like your iPhone? <laughs> yeah. Do you know why it's five hundred dollars instead of five thousand dollars? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't like dig too deep into like some of that stuff. Like for the same, for the for the for the, for the for the for the value of something, it's just like. And even even then, if you bought the watch, it's like the Nazis aren't really operating like a business anymore. So. <laughs> it's, it's, not, the money's not going back anywhere. It's all yeah. It's all sitting in Swiss banks anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. I gotta I gotta go take a piss. Is that cool with you? That's yeah, cool. No I'll just hang out in the podcast. Uh, do you have Do you have, Do you have anything? Do you have any Do you have any products to plug? We, I could do the commercial for you. <laughs> this episode sponsored by. <laughs> sponsored by the Grand Dragon. <laughs> uh, this is hilarious. What's up, guys? Oh, this is some fun commentary. Do 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 do. Mm. Anyway, if anyone's listening to this and if Tommy edits this later, uh, my name is Marcus Cardona. I run a podcast called Meme Therapy. Uh, it's going to be a show about social media and the internet and memes as therapy instead of Rorschach test. So 
check in. Uh, you can follow me on all social media at Marcus Cardona. Also, if you guys are wondering on the background of meme therapy, this is some fun background. If you guys seen the meme with like the dog drinking the coffee and it says like, this is fine, this is fine. So. Did you say anything at all or is there just an awkward silence that I need? To oh, play? no, you can, uh, you can, I, I plugged my own show in there. Oh, so if you want to edit it, you can like no, just no, like, perfect, edit it. No, no, perfect. I No, it's so easy. It's so much easier when I don't have to edit it because then I, it finishes recording and I can just upload the audio and upload the file. But if I have to like splice stuff out, I got to put it in a video editor and that jacks up the file size. So it's perfect when there's. Dude. Hey, at least you're, at least you're figuring it out, man. I'm like, I just like, yeah, I, I just got um, my whole setup. Yeah, and I'm just like you, learning it. Because we'll use your, your podcast. I saw meme therapy and it's, yeah, it's. Yeah. I got a moto like audio. Uh, I don't know what any of that. Yeah. Is. It's cool. It's yeah. It's like a separate audio like Jack. So I was like, uh, and it's like run through like a USB cord. Sure. And then I have, uh, I use StreamYard, which that's a fun one. If you want like to, if you have like multiple, if you have like slideshows that you want to show during the podcast and then, yeah. And then I got this cool little hand rig thing that I set up. So I look official. Yeah, no, I, yeah, it's when I started it, I've, cause I only started this in December. Like I have a, I got, and I got a new MacBook in August and it's shout out Foxconn, but <laughs> I got, yeah, maybe coronavirus was payback for all the, they're like, this is what you fucking get. But yeah, I just screen recorded. I didn't really know what to do. And I just screen recorded and like the audio shit because it, it's, it's picking up my voice. And then it'd be like the voice of the guest coming through the speakers, getting picked up by the microphone. And it's, yeah. but the problem, I didn't realize this is it's, if you just screen record on a MacBook, it's screen recording in like super high resolution. So it's, yeah. The, the video isn't high resolution. It's recording the screen, which is 4K. So the first episode was like 50 gigabytes. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I started compressing it to like 1080 and that made it smaller. But the problem was is I couldn't get good audio. And I finally started using Zoom like during coronavirus because people would be like, do you have Zoom instead of Skype? And I was like, all right, fine. Yeah. Zoom has an option to record from here. And it rips the, so it rips your audio directly. So like okay. I get your voice that's going in your, instead of getting that like shitty, trashy, ratchety, like backfeeding. So, but not only that, it's, it only records in like the quality of the video, which is like average, probably yeah. like 540 at best. So now dude, a two hour podcast legitimately, even after being compressed used to be like 20 gigabytes. Now a two hour podcast using zoom, it's maybe like 500 megabytes. So it's okay. So you can store a shit ton more of them, but it's also easier to upload. And then it also, it completely, it gives you two separate files automatically. It, it rips out the audio file too. So I can upload just that. And the, I wish Zoom would sponsor me, but it's, it's honestly, it, dude, it is fucking fantastic. It beats the shit out of screen recording with QuickTime player. It's, oh yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> that I just haven't set up. I used it for some, but it's fantastic. But yeah, that's, a, that's I'm sure there's a lot more that could be done. Yeah. Yeah, dude. What what got you into starting your podcast? Just the same general Um, so my podcast was actually like inspired from like so there's like an SNL, like there's like every year the SNL and like all these like late night shows, they have like comedian writers packets. So I basically wrote a packet where 
the concept was a millennial like therapist because like I've gone to therapy before and I'm like, it's always like an older person. And I always try to get like as specific to me as possible. So I'm like, okay, I feel more comfortable talking to a female. Uh, if she has immigrant parents, that's cool. And it's like a weird, like you can't like filter that through, but then like I get like the same situation, but then be like an older person. So it'd just be like me. I could have just like talked to my sister instead. And then it'd be weird. Like some of them would like, confirm then like you know deny or something like that they just like take different like therapeutic routes and stuff like that and then i remember like someone gave me a rorschach test i'm like oh this is so like it's it's very vague it's not even it's kind of like a horoscope i'm like whatever you see is you're just projecting and then this is like a deep dive in your psyche and then i thought about it because i'm like i laugh at memes a lot i'm just like i feel like if i see a good meme then i have a pretty good day (laughs) and then i did I was like, so I wrote a, I wrote in a sketch where it's going to be like a millennial, like hipster therapist. And then like, you know, someone who's like, oh, I've tried all these therapies before. It doesn't work. And then the therapist was just like holding up different memes. And then it was like, 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 like different Kermit. Like Pepe. Like, <laughs> what do you see? Do you see white nationalist? Do you just see a frog? <laughs> like, like, it's like, it's like, hey, which one do you, which Kermit do you, does the Kermit yeah, sipping tea one. relate to you? Okay, cool. Yeah. And then, and then I just was like, okay, fine. And then after everyone was like coming out online, I was like, okay, because doing stand up, doing stand up on a pot, doing stand up like through a screen, because again, like you get to see every individual and it's, it's very different. You don't have a stage. You only have like this much space that you can actually operate out of and you can't really dive into like deeper subjects. I'm just like, okay, I've done a couple online stand up shows. I'm like, it's not the same. So I'm just like, okay, how do I still connect with people? And I was like, I was posting through my Instagram story. And then sometimes I have followers who message me like, Oh, your Instagram story. Like kind of like, it made me laugh. It made me think it made me do like stuff like that. I'm like, okay, cool. So then I'm just like, let's combine like the SNL packet with like what I've been doing on my social media. And then the podcast happened. Cause I'm just like, well, I'm still being productive. Like my brain still like yeah. wants to create and stuff like that. And then instead of, uh, instead of me doing a show with a bunch of comedians, even though my first episode did have a comedian, um, it's going to be me and basically like individual audience members or something like that. Just so that way, because people, I feel like everyone is, even though we're isolated, we're all connected in like a weird way. And Mm. no matter what memes are like when, if I see a good meme and someone shares it, like you'll see how many people share memes that are really good. And I'm just like, Oh, I'm like, this is a weird way that we're all connected. So as well, dude there's absolutely something to memes like it's there's um i remember i was a biology major in college and it's well, like you becoming a nurse I, I i got into med school but it was just like i don't fucking want to do this i'm just doing yeah. it to do it <laughs> but one of the things i remember was like vertical and horizontal gene transfer and it's like when like a gene is like particularly advantageous for whatever it is single cellular multi whatever eye color fucking enzymes whatever it can, it's like not only obviously natural selection, there's more of those in the progeny, but also it's horizontal gene transfer. It's like they're finding that like different bugs could pass it to each other. But it, it was, they called like the, the alleles that are alleles, they called them in some scenarios, they called them memes because they're like, it stands for like, what it is, is it's a, it's a way to pass highly uh, advantageous information back and forth quickly and it can spread through different mediums, different, different species. But I was like, how true is that with memes though? Like 
you have your different platforms. It's you have Reddit, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. It goes. You have you know you got shitty screenshots and stuff, but it's like memes do have. And not only that, but there's you you said it perfectly with like the Rorschach test. It's like what what do you see on that? It's like you know, it's it's like if I text you, just you know whatever, just some shitty like I've you know maybe I was a dick to that guy. You're like, yeah, maybe you were. But if I send you like Thanos being like, perhaps I treated you too harshly. It's like, there's so much more in that than just text. It's him. Yeah, yeah. Like the, who is Thanos? You got to know who Thanos is. But it's like, there's so much conveyed in that little tiny blip. And it yeah. can spread like when a good meme goes up, I mean, it can spread like wild. I mean, literally viral. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. it. there's something, you're right. It's a good meme, man. A good meme can just change your like afternoon. It's just like yeah. <laughs> you're just like, all right. You're like, we still got memes. You're like, yeah. we still got, you're like, the world's falling apart, but we still got memes. And dude, yeah, that, that's that dude. That's that's that dude. That's how I feel because I'm like, there's been hilarious memes, especially with like this, uh, the last, the last dance, the Michael, the Michael dude. Finding out more about Michael Jordan two, 20 years later, and then the memes that come from it are like. I'm like, he couldn't predict this. This is yeah. just hilarious. <laughs> Did you see when he was uh, crying at like Kobe's speech? Oh, yeah, yeah, And he was like, now there's going to be a whole bunch of new goddamn memes of me crying. <laughs> he's like, got me again. <laughs> he's like, got me again. <laughs> it's true, though, man. It's Dude, I looked it up. So do you know that there's actually, I bullshit you not, feel free to Google it. Don't take my word. There was after the 2016 election when shit was so wildly determined by external forces, be it Russia or be it memes, but regardless of what it is, it was outside the, you know, the power structure of just the mainstream media and which candidate do the corporations choose. It got yeah. so wild with just, you know, it went from being like, well, what's your plan to this? Just like Trump could say a meme and the meme takes off. And it's like, if you don't know how to meme, it's all these boomers, and it's like it's like he who can meme is going to inherit the whole <laughs> office, and it's like that's why I mean, like Elon Musk could take it over if he wanted to, because the motherfucker can meme. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that guy, that dude, you have, to, you, have to, you have to you have to get a good tweet PR. That's what that's what brought down Hillary. Hillary's tweet game was terrible. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, yeah. It's yeah. Have you seen that Snapchat? It's some some like. 12 year old hispanic kid and he's like taking a selfie with her and it's like she's like they're on the campaign trail but then the snapchat just says learn how to delete your emails you fucking retard (laughs) 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 but it's like that's what took off and it's not it's not like your sound fiscal policy or your foreign policy or what are you gonna do with whatever the budget for the department of agriculture instead it's just you'd be in jail and it's like that's what takes off and so there's a there's a CIA memetic division and I'm not making this up because they talked about just how powerful, because I mean, think man, if you've got the power of the NSA, you can, you can see shit that no one else can. Yeah. You see all these weird patterns. (laughs) You see trends. You have supercomputers picking it up. I mean, shit, like if Twitter can figure out what's trending then the NSA can figure it out, they probably knew what was trending before there was such thing as trending. Right. Yeah. yeah. They could, they knew it was trending when there was just AOL. But they're but they saw they're like these packets of information, memes, and they can deliver ideas faster and is almost like a Trojan horse. If I text you something or message you something, if I just see a random DM of whatever, I don't want to talk right now. But if I see a meme, it's like 
I'll look at it and it's like, okay, yeah, I get it. So it's like, you can use these Trojan horses to get into people's minds using memes. But they talked about like, if like the corporations, they're like the early, like in the CIA thing, they're talking like the early memes are what? Like motivational posters. It's like they want production. So it's a picture of a mountain and it's like perseverance, but none of those worked. But they're talking about like the the irrefutable power of memes. I had a guy on from NASA and he said that the, the, whoever the new director is, they're talking about how it wasn't just the six, it wasn't just that they weren't having enough success. They're talking about they had no online presence in like pop culture. There's, you know, there could be yeah. an official NASA account. Dude, but, dude Nat, Nat, NASA hasn't had as much good advertising since like Nickelodeon <laughs> 90s TV shows because like that was the that was the prize. You had the space camp yeah. and then no one gave a shit about space camp after those shows. Yeah. And it's like even, but that's exactly what this guy said. He was like, no, the director of NASA was saying, he's like, we like, we don't, we're not on the same like playing field as like Elon. Because like, you know, sure the cyber truck's cool but like if it's elon making memes about it it's like oh this is really like elon smoking pot on rogan every boomer's like that's the end <laughs> anyone with a brain was like well that guy just won over the hearts and minds of a generation like yeah, yeah. no he, he's relatable now look at him he's smoking weed yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah. He's, he's, he's dating grimes yeah yeah he's he's having a baby with a robot name <laughs> yeah yeah and it's <laughs> AE78. Yeah. It's, seriously, it's it's literally like it's like the Hello Kids. It's like Hello, yeah. Hello Kids, like that meme. But it's like Elon, it's like, yeah, you can definitely relate to it more. It's like, oh, he memes about Minecraft. He memes about whatever. There's definitely a power to it that like even just like screenshots of shit. Like anyone can say, like, we're all in it together, coronavirus. But I saw a meme yesterday, and it was like, if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna open up bars, then you gotta at least uh, open up, uh, you gotta at least legalize open container, so that we can all uh, roam about drunk six feet apart from each other, like a bunch of beautiful drunken buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I, 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 I feel that man. Like I've, I've only seen images of New York, but I'm just like, oh, so we're just like we're Vegas now. <laughs> That's yeah. what it is. We're just drinking closed containers. It's fine as long yeah. as. You, Six feet apart, you guys are good. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, man. So, last thing I'm, I'm going to ask um, is, so for me, I have yet to turn, like, what I want to do into money. And that's been, like, the holy grail for me. I almost Yeah, how to, how to make this sustainable. Yeah. And, but, well, sustainable is step two. But just getting, like, a penny is step one and it's like like if, like i could have made money i got into medical school like yeah some people applied to the school i got into 150 got in like i could have done it yeah, yeah but i was like i want to do something i love and i got into graphic design i love doing that but even then it was like it's all great and i can have people telling me it's great and i can have fun but ultimately like i'm no better off than just playing xbox because there's nothing coming in yeah I got my podcast up on Anchor and I think I get like a penny for like 100 views. So like I've made $4. But to me, it's like, that's like, because I always hear people like Ari Shapir talk about it. They're, you know, it's like, like what was like the biggest like moment for you in comedy? Was it becoming like a millionaire? Was it like getting your Netflix? He was like, no, it was just getting any money 
and seeing <laughs> that like, oh, okay, it can work. He's like, anything to just push the suicidal thoughts off a little longer. Like, oh, I can make a dollar. That's, to me, that is like the holy grail is to like, because it can all be fun. It can be great. It can be, hey, man, your podcast is funny. That's all great. But it doesn't mean jack shit if it still doesn't equate to something. And and I'm, so I'm just guessing, like, what is, I'm not even, I, I'm asking how, what did it feel like if you gotten money from any like comedy? Like what is, is it just, is there? What, yeah, it, 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 it's, like? it's, it's, a, it's a benefit. Like I've had shows that I crushed and I felt really good about because like the audience was engaged and stuff like that. And like the show overall was good and I didn't get paid for it. And then shows that you do get paid, like some, like some of them, it's like, I feel like sometimes if you do get paid, like you just have like this, you bring your A game, you're like a top performer, like no matter what, you won't mess around or anything like that. But that's not necessarily as fun because you get to be, you're like so strictly like contractually, like now that you're being like, now that you're being like paid and like, you're definitely like, you know, there, um, it's, it's a little bit more tighter. Um, cause like, yeah, I, I feel like either way, like I've, especially in New York, New York, a lot of it is. Um, you just want like the momentum because like from one show you get booked on other shows and then if you get like bigger shows have been like oh he performed at this venue or he performed on this show he did well then you get more shows from that because I'd say I'd say uh, I kind of have like a weird like I've been getting super into Gary Gary uh, Gary Shandling and then it's just like he just had like this whole mentality about like being a good performer and just like you know not even like focusing on the like success because um, any kind of financial success is like crazy. Even like Bo Burnham, who I th- I'm like, I'm always just like trying to be like, how do I get to like that level? Yeah. Because Bo started, Bo had like the momentum from the get go. He didn't get into, he yeah. didn't, he didn't, he didn't do the comedy club route. Cause a lot of the comedians that I am in the same wheelhouse with, they're all going through the comedy clubs. And like, even though I could push for the comedy clubs, it's a, when you start, it's a financial drain on you until you get some momentum or you get some like, or you have like a pull because like there's like, when it comes down to like the business aspect of comedy, it comes down to talent and pull. And a lot of the times like pull will definitely like, you know, be overvalued by comedy clubs and venues that you want to be recognized in over talent because at the end of the day, it's still a comedy club business. They were trying to get as many audience members in the seats. Yeah. It could be, you could be a good performer, but if people aren't showing out for you, you kind of like your talent value kind of just like diminishes, yeah. which as a performer, it, that's like a big ego, just like punch in the face. It's just like, ah, uh, it's like, a, I'm like, I'm so funny, but just like the club doesn't see me because I'm like, you're not pulling in the numbers that they want. Yeah. It's all you are is just like a sales employee in comedy. That's it. You're just selling your specific brand. Yeah. And then you'll see, You'll see it like right now there's like a lot of uh there's like a lot of thirst trap comedians. <laughs> like I started posting them ironically because I'm like they'll just be like hot com- like I don't know when the hot comedians became like a thing. There's just like so many like wow, they're aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> I'm like okay. dude, fuck that. That's that would just make me depressed. Because it'd be like you're yeah. funny and you're hot. It'd be like I, I don't I can definitely relate but it's <laughs> like someone that's like not special looking. Not yeah. ugly, not hot, but it's just I feel like I can enjoy the comedy. Yeah, some like dime piece like hey dude dude i mean it's it's not like hot people don't have problems that are comedic i'm like it's very specific but it's also it's also one of the weird ones where you'll see like the audience because like i have friends who are like really 
funny, but they're also hot female comedians. And like their audience members are these creepy dads. And then I'm like, yeah. and then I'll joke with them in the back and be like, Hey, how was it telling jokes to all your dad's friends? And then they'll get pissed at me because I'm like, you know exactly who your audience is pulling. She's like, sure. It's like, yeah, well, man. Well, I can't be friends with like the hot chicks who look like me, so I just had to voice that generation. Yeah. So at least, at least I get to talk to my sexual harassers rather than just get catcalled by them. I was like, all right, I'm like, I guess that's good. Since there's security around, it's kind of, it's kind of jail. <laughs> it's like talking through a one-way thing. It's, yeah, it's. Yeah. I know, dude. There's well, I mean, I feel like, I feel like that definitely like the way that that comedy has like transpired, like this thirst trap comedian getting on stage. And like having like all the creepy dudes there it's definitely become like i've seen it definitely come from like a fetish where i'm just like oh there's these dudes who like to get dommed so they'll pay for these websites or you can go to a five dollar comedy show and i'm just like i'm like it's it's like a weird it's like a weird like ah i could see the angle i'm like how can you sell this because i'm like it's smart branding but it's still it's still wild but for me i'm like it's still like it's all it's for me it's all about the performance because i'm like if you don't have an engaged audience, like, yeah, you can get like a lot of pull. You can have a lot of people coming out to see you, but then I'm like, you want the audience to take away something. Mm. Like even, um, even like I'm sure Ari Shafir would like say it himself, like, you know, yeah, it's cool to get paid, but I'm like, if the audience didn't take any, like, cause like when Ari does go into the darker jokes that have like something like a social commentary to take away from it, yeah. like, you know, oh is it am i homophobe you should ask yourself if you're a homophobe because of this experience and i'm just like that's it like you know yeah it's a bunch of like shock commentary or shock jokes and stuff like that but the overall take of it is like are you how do you feel about like you know if you had like this thought like would you still like yourself and i'm like that's really it like because i've been i've been like paid i've been like paid like i've been paid for like stupid events i'm just like wow i was like did not expect this much and i'm just like this is a decent show. I'm like the money, the money feels good. Cause I'm just like, it's there. But then I'm just like, it just goes back into like my comedy pockets. I'm just like, all right. I'm like, it just goes to me spending it at like a couple other venues or like distributing it. Cause I'm like, I'd rather have a good performance and then like have a good connection with like an audience member or even like network with someone and like me and agent or talk to another comedian and be like, Oh, Hey, you're really funny. And like seeing that we have the same sense of humor and then collaborating on a project. Like, like yeah tommy you could like come to a show and be like hey uh marcus uh went to high school like you had a great set i would like you know that passed me by but i'm like oh i'm really glad that you asked me to be on the podcast because i'm like that's like something that yeah we connected but i'm like the connection weighs more than like if you're gonna pay me for anything yeah yeah here, here's 50 bucks for coming on the podcast yeah no i i definitely get that yeah i'm trying to look at it less and less like it's I mean, I'm 29 years old. I, you know, I live with my parents. It's, it's. it's hey, dude, dude, dude. So, so, so do half of like third, 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 3.8 million unemployed in America right now. We're good. <laughs> this is the, this is the best and most responsible we can be right now. <laughs> You're doing so- You could be out in the streets spreading disease. <laughs> you could be killing grandmothers right now. Do you see how offended I am? <laughs> I am not killing grandma, and I'm not laughing. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just podcasting by myself. I'm a hero. 
I'm a hero. <laughs> I am doing much work. One day they're going to be dissecting this manifesto. You can really see how it started to spiral down right before the shooting. <laughs> you can see the notice. Please frame it there. See that? You can see the moment he died. And, 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 and this guy, this guy got into medical school. <laughs> I got in the Yeah. Yeah. And, and no one's paying you for a part. It's everyone's problem, man. The fuck, he was just an angsty 29-year-old. Fuck that kid. Yeah, you know what? You're right. It's it's my own. It is. What I was going to say is it's, it's, I mean, clearly I'm capable of, like, getting a job or getting into grad school. And I, I find myself trying to, like, don't focus. On, it's just, it's hard not to constantly be like, I live with my parents, you know. Oh yeah, dude. I mean that that's that's always good. That's always that's always gonna be a slap in the face, no matter what. It's just always staring right (laughs) in its background, like oh, you know, let's keep doing good performances and maybe I'll get paid. You know, when it's like dad and like, hey, I'm retiring at this date. You know, get out. (laughs) It's like like, it's hard not to like, you know, you feel the fire, you feel the heat of the sun. It's like, you know, it's hard not to think about how am I gonna turn this into money? How am I gonna turn this into money? It's but I'm trying not to let it because I've realized like you know what. Even if it doesn't turn into money in this year, I'll, just, I'll go get a shitty job. I'm not gonna quit podcasting. Just, yeah, dude. No, I'm like again, again. As long as long as long as you had an outlet. Plus, you know the certainty of the future. Like any kind of business plan that anyone kind of had. Like any kind of go. Like everyone who's go. Everyone. Everyone who's going. Everyone who's still planning on going to pay full tuition at their school. That's an Ivy League school next year. I'm just like. Just go to community college. Just like during this time, if you're going to be doing it remotely, no. I'm like, it's not, you're not getting better knowledge. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not at all. Trust me. You're not. I went to the University of Georgia. Great school. You know where I was interviewing at med schools? I was interviewing in LA, in Tulane, in Miami. <laughs> you know who else was there? A bunch of Yale and Harvard kids. Oh, we got both got the same interview. You paid a quarter million dollars. I got <laughs> state, <laughs> you know? Dude, no, we, 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 we all, dude, it's, we're all Matt, we're all Matt, a lot of us, you, I feel you and me, like everyone else from rural areas, we're all Matt, we're all Matt Damon in the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it makes me think of that Brian Reagan joke. He's like, it's like, man, he's like, you got to be good if you sell refrigerators. <laughs> Look at this one right here. $600 keeps your food cold. This one over here, $1,200. Keeps your food cold. <laughs> right here, eighteen hundred dollars keeps your food cold. It's like those guys are geniuses if they can push that shit. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's go to sell sell me this pen. Like that's that's all that's all it is. Yeah, sell me this pen. Could you break your name down for me? But yeah, man, it's um that made me that was like a good meme that made me feel better. <laughs> like, like dude, there's thirty eight million people at home or unemployed. There's three hundred and fifty million people at home. You're right. right. I am. This is my social justice war. I could be stealing <laughs> grandmas. I could be coughing on subways. Instead, I'm at home. <laughs> this is the same thing as storming the beaches at D-Day. That's what. I'll yeah, <laughs> dude, dude, d- dude. This is this is this is our this is our war that we're gonna fight on. And I'm gonna play League of Legends later, and that's gonna be my battlefield. And uh, I, I did so much. I did all I could. Yeah, I just downloaded Far Cry last night. I've never played a Far Cry. Which wait, which what, which Far Cry? Far Cry Four. Ooh, hey, <laughs> dude, Far Cry's lit. <laughs> Have you ever played? Do you ever play uh, Just Cause? Yeah, I play Just Cause. Fuck yeah, I fucking. <laughs> I played Just Cause Three and Four so many times. It's disgusting. What I do is, I'll let you go in a minute. What I do is, um, 
I listen to audiobooks while I play video games because that that way I feel like less useless. When I'm yeah, because like, like I said, living at home without an income, it I can't even really enjoy video games because it's just like yeah, trying to get lost in GTA and it's like what the fuck are you doing with your life? I just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, you know, just just this internal voice. You're just like I need someone else talking because my voice is just terrible. <laughs> exactly. I don't yeah. It's, it's, you've seen that meme it's like when my parents ask me why i scroll through memes every winking moment of the day and it's the kid smiling and it's like because otherwise i'd have to face the internal voices <laughs> <laughs> as long as you fl- <coughs> as long as you flood your mind but yeah that's what i try to find like i'll play a game once through and like understand it and then I, i'll go back through and i'll just mute it but i'll listen to audiobooks and i just try to learn something so it's that's what I've been doing. So I found, yeah, I figured if I was like Far Cry. So I'm playing through it right now. I'm just going to try to understand what it is. And then I'm going to mute it and go back through and listen to audiobooks. Not really sure where the fuck I'm going with that. But yeah, yeah, it's, um, dude, Far Cry 4 is, Far Cry 4 is fun too. That's the one that's set in the United States too, right? No, I think it's like in, in it's like in like the, South America. No, it's in like the mountains. Far Cry 4. It's, it was in like, it looks like it's in like the Himalayas. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Because, like, I know that there was one Far Cry where I'm, like, you're fighting, like, a cult and stuff like that. <laughs> and, like... I think that's five. Because I think okay, five, yeah. I think five is in America. Yeah, man. That Just Cause, Just Cause 4, Grand Theft Auto 4. Dude, yeah. J- dude, just, just Cause was, like... <sighs> dude, it's... It was it, it was a combination of Far Cry because you have all, like, these crazy tools. And then you get, like, this Grand Theft Auto-like feel. Because yeah. I'm, like... Dude, well, I've I've been like video games now because I feel like we're still I feel like we're just speedballing into like Black Mirror and Ready Player One because yeah. everyone's just like oh, everyone's at home and just like, dude, real life is boring. Let's just plug real in. Life. Fuck real life. <laughs> but it is, man. It's like, but yeah, you're right. But we're just curling towards that. It's like you, literally, like we can't even play the outside game anymore. <laughs> it's like it's, with, no, e- even even with these murder hornets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this disease yeah Yeah. who the fuck is the writer for season 2020 does kim jong-un die or not and like i got it dude murder murder (laughs) (laughs) dude i just i just like the fact that as as things get crazier the u.s government finally caved in be like yeah ufos are real (laughs) we're just like (laughs) just like we're just like fuck okay uh we're doing a terrible job just let them just let them know it's true it's actually brilliant man it's like damage control it's like what better time to just like slip that out yeah dude especially especially dude especially since the area 51 raid yeah because 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 i i'm i'm now on the side where i'm just like yo if they're gonna open society open up area 51 because we know the truth now (laughs) have you seen that meme where it's it's like the top it's the well i was gonna say don't don't let me keep you by the way that's cool dude i'm 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 having fun okay yeah yeah because i always tell people i'm like let's aim for an hour because i realized in the first like 20 podcasts i keep people hostage with how long (laughs) i I realized i was like oh they're they're trying not to be rude so they're just nodding i'm like i've I've kept them for four hours and they're like i gotta go so well well i mean were they in quarantine too because like i don't have (laughs) I'm like, I'm just going to finish this Gary Shandling documentary again. No, the first episode was December 12th. I mean, probably only like, there's probably only like a month where it wasn't quarantine. Yeah, dude. Yeah, every every guest you have now is just going to be like, yeah, oh, dude, let's just talk. It's fine. Quarantine has worked. I'm, I'm like, I'm like a defense contractor making money off a of war. 
I'm like, I'm like, the quarantine's terrible. I know 80,000 people have died. I'm like, but you know, would you be available on Wednesday, 3 p.m.? It's just like no one has anything to do. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm hopefully having a guest Thursday. I don't want to jinx it, so I'm not going to say it. But he will, I think that will be the biggest guest yet. But yeah, it's like his response was like, yeah, I can give you a little bit of time. Like, can't do anything. <laughs> Virus. <laughs> I can't do anything. Like, my company is like shut down. It's like, but yeah. There's this um, you know the tough guy snapping meme. Yeah. Like the like Greece. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Jets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Once you the Jets, you always the Jets. Yeah, not Greece. But um, it was like me and the boys when we realized all the Area 51 guards are working at home. Dude, that. Dude, I I still I still support that raid. That was that that was I was like I was like if only like you know this was channeled towards like an actual like good protest yeah. instead of pure silliness. Or little shit like affordable healthcare, global warming instead does, of all, like we doesn't <laughs> matter. Clap them cheeks. <laughs> There's a guy at the gym who's like. And it's like 40s. And I, remember, I thought I heard him saying something. And then, like, the locker room, I was like, you talking about the Area 51 raid? And he was like, okay. and he was like clap them cheeks. And I was just like, gang, gang. Yeah. That's brilliant. <laughs> that on Reddit, some dude got a tattoo on his calf, like, right before the raid. And it's literally an alien with, like, just, like, a big ass, like, junk in the trunk. And the alien's like, looking over his shoulder like that. dude hey you know what i have no regrets i made a tweet i made a tweet early on it was after it was after like the potential world war three whatever scenario and i was like i was like hey if we if we survive the rest of this year we should all get matching tattoos and then now i'm just like well if i get to 2021 i'm like whoever's in yeah it's i survived 2020 but seriously it's like that was the beginning. Like General General Soleimani like, blew him up on an airport, and everyone was like, "Oh fuck!" Just when you thought twenty twenty was gonna be a <laughs> new year, new me. But and then Dude, like none of my none of my resolutions. <laughs> All my resolutions are very like, just get through tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> just it's, get through today. It's dude that has like when shit started to get shut down when, up here in Maryland, or I guess down here to you. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's so weird. Everyone around here calls Maryland down here. Yeah, I mean, no, not it's not an important talking point. But like, literally, when stuff started to get shut down, I was like, "There's like two ways I can do this." <laughs> I was like, "I can either gain like a fuck ton of weight, watch my mental health spiral, and do nothing," or I was like, "Or I can like exercise every day and just like, what better time than to like crank out podcasts? There is no excuse. There's yeah. no excuse not to do it, and that's what's kept me busy." is every day exercising, like challenging myself to try to meditate every day, try to do five to six podcasts a week and try to listen to like audiobooks while I play video games. And like, that's the only way I'm getting through this. <laughs> every day is just <clears throat> like this morning in the shower, like, starting to get a panic attack. And I was like, what do I got to do today? <laughs> yeah. yeah. going to meditate, talk to Marcus, going to play Far Cry. I was like, just get to tomorrow. <laughs> just get yeah. to tomorrow. Dude, yeah, dude. You, I mean I mean there's like the big goals and stuff like that and what you can actually do like within like your time frame. Because I'm like everyone who has like to go out to do work and stuff like that, like all the comedians who 
had like no other who who didn't write but just performed like the performers not the writers yeah. like the it's it's like i could see it like just taking a toll on them and them going crazy because yeah. i'm just like well you guys should have invested like your talents in writing or something else and then now because i'm like the big shift is like the comedians who are just switching over to tiktok and then like having like the views and stuff like that because that kind of gives them like the mental performance boost and i'm just like i hope you know it's like a million teenagers ironically watching you yeah do this bad stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> or yeah yeah, or it's China just pushing whatever they want. To dude, there is there, dude. There's no, there's no gauge on that because I'm just like, I'm like, I don't understand how you can get like a million followers after you've had an account for like three days. I'm just, I don't no. believe. That. That's, that's one thing I've, I've, I've stopped believing like shit like on Twitter. follower numbers and stuff like that. Where I'm just like, who the fuck says this got seventy thousand upvotes? Yeah, like, like who can I see? That actually, up dude. Nope. Well, Reddit, Reddit's Reddit's good about that one. Same thing with like Twitter, especially like because I've tried to post stuff in like Reddit groups, and I'm just like, oh, uh, should have read the rules. I'm just like, oh, oh I stupid. Know. It's supposed to get like an auto moderator. It's like it's like thank you for posting, but it's been removed. It's like, dude, just fuck off. Just fucking <laughs> post. You didn't put it in a flare and brackets. And yeah, you you have to get you have to get your you have to get your comment karma up to twenty, which means yeah. you have to comment on twenty other people's mindlessly i'm just like what is this exactly dank memes has the threshold of ten thousand karma <laughs> thankfully i've had a shit account since 2010 so i've, I've accrued i've i accrued it passively without meaning to like, <laughs> dude it's not only that man it's like the, like the wrong think on reddit is like yeah because i have i think i have 23 accounts what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh man, you're, oh, uh, yeah, Tommy, I'm gonna have you. Well, let's, let's not talk about that. You're gonna be on meme therapy for fake accounts. Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. Do you want me to? Want me to curb that? I'll save it. Nah, yeah, I'll, no, I'll, 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 I'll save, I'll save it for that one. Okay, It'll be a good one. We'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll bring you on later on. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it for that. But yeah, like just in general, like long think, man. There's some post on uh, our next fucking level. And it was um, it was like a new Nutter Butters cookie, or something. But it was like, it was like a DM between this guy and like Nutter Butters like official Instagram page. And it was like, hey man, I've always wanted you to make whatever the new flavor was. We'll just call it we'll just call it chocolate just for the sake of this. Yeah. And they're like, you know, that's pretty cool that you had like the balls to like message like the official account. You know what? We're gonna do it. And then it's like Nutter Butters comes out with this. And I was just like, I was like, this is guerrilla advertising. Like, this didn't happen. Like, this is yeah. this is someone had a savvy PR. So I just commented, this is an advertisement. Nothing else. That yeah. Is literally it. This is an advertisement. Yeah. I got permanently banned, and then I had my Reddit account for the first time in ten years. I had it suspended for a week. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? And yeah, man. So that's. That right there was like, okay, don't fuck with like Reddit's wallet. Like that's what yeah, I yeah. it was like, you know, know the hand that feeds you. It's like yeah. you don't fuck with the wallet. So that's what that's what's why I preemptively over the last like five years, I just made an account every like two months. <laughs> just just so you have another in. <laughs> well, yeah, no, what I did is I make them and I just cook them up. And I would just, and like I make sure that like every day, like I would just randomly sign into one. Just so I don't even know which one I'm using. So I just, so, you know, 
I, I'm like, where's this sub? I'm like, oh, I guess I haven't subbed to it on this on this uh, user. So I have to go to a new sub and find it. And, <laughs> um, but that way it looks real. It's like, yeah. so I have these like 23 accounts. To the point though, where like I've commented on some of my own stuff and like forgotten about it. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, you're, you're, just, you're just like, yo, the OP doesn't know shit. And they're like, oh, I was OP. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'll literally look back in comments and I'll be like, fuck that guy. And I'll be like, oh man. <laughs> I'll be like, that's me. I'll be like, that's me arguing with me. And I'll be like, I'll be like oh no. Oh no. But yeah. I guess Reddit caught on to it because when I was like, this is an advertisement and they banned my thing. And I was like, fuck that. So I went to my, one of my other accounts and I like posted that and I was like, they got banned. And that one got a banned. So I did a third one and that one got banned. And I was like, okay, they definitely are like figuring out like my IP. Yeah, they're, they're, they're tracing your IP at that point. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, all right. So yeah, I went to an iPad and put it on incognito and like now I'm good. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like literally, yeah, iPhone one, other one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, make sure that I can still post on Reddit. <laughs> so like, yeah, man. Yeah. I'll, That's hilarious. I'll save the rest of that for your podcast. But <clears throat> Yeah, man, it's just made me believe it less and less when you see something that's on the front page with like 150,000 upvotes and like, there's, dude, there's nothing that, and I know this is such like a first world thing, but I'm, there's nothing that like, I hate more than Reddit awards. And like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it really does. Like, it's a stupid thing to get angry about, but like, Kind of like an old timer. I remember when it was just gold, but it was like cool when you got gold. I remember I yeah, got yeah. gold in 2013 because I I posted my my MCAT study guides, and it was like people are like, "Oh, thanks for this," and like someone gilded me, and it was like, "Whoa, that's so cool!" And like, I'm oh. crushing it on Reddit. I was like, "I'm crushing it." Someone's like, "Man, thanks, dude. This really helped me improve my MCAT score, and it's for free. I got it. You know, it's not like two thousand dollar Kaplan test." And I was like, "That's so cool." Now every single goddamn post, it looks like it was like decorated by like a third grade girl. <laughs> I yeah. a little you, you, you have stickers, dude. Those are those are the new Boy Scout badges. <laughs> they, are. they are, dude. It's you're seeing that meme where it's like, or even like the blue check marks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, gang verified. There's um. Now I'll, I'll send you, I'll send you some links over. Uh, there's a comedian. His name is Jabuki uh, Young White, but he'll change his he'll change his like name after he gets verified to crazy stuff. Like he changed his like icon and uh, name to like the CIA just so that way he could post them, and then everyone would repost it. And then he got he got his blue check mark taken away because he abused that power. I'm like, there's the funniest one because he also. He also did, I think he did Joe Biden, and then he changed his picture to Joe Biden, had the blue check mark, changed his profile name, and then his, like, the tweet that he sent out was like, where the hoes at? And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like that's hilarious. Like, cause, like yeah, that's, that's overvalued. <laughs> Someone did that with, um, who's the attorney general? Bill Barr. Yeah. They, they either put, like, an extra space or, like, an extra R. Yeah, but someone did that. They like Trojan horse their verified account, and they're like, so it was like, "Yo, fuck Donald Trump! I hate this job." And I remember, I thought, <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit!" And it, yeah, it quickly taken down. But I saw something where it was like, all these North Korean because North Korea is a meme. Is yeah, yeah. It is a meme. And if, I don't know if you ever seen pictures of their generals. You know, like the top oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They have all the medals. So North Korean generals will have they'll have medals down their entire coat. 
onto their pants, onto like yeah, their yeah. And it's just, that's how good they are. And it's just a North Korean thing to do. Be like, look how many medals we have. But I saw someone, <laughs> I saw someone post that, but all the medals were replaced with like blue check marks or like red at gold. And it was like, yeah, yeah. The new oligarchy. And it's like, we must listen to what they say. <laughs> it's, yeah, man. <coughs> but yeah, yeah. If you ever see me like, if you ever see like links to my podcast on Reddit, there's a 99% chance it's one of my accounts. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, hilarious. Like slide, like I had, I had a Delta Force guy on yesterday who like the elite of the elite, like mercenaries. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what's up. <laughs> guy, dude, he was the youngest ever Delta Force member at 23. This dude is, let's put it this way the Secret Service is made up of former Delta Force. It's like, yeah, dude, like, yeah, no, dude, I know, I know, I know, I know Green Berets and Black Ops people, so I'm just like, I've, I've heard crazy stories <laughs> off of the top. Like, and uh, he was talking about meditation and how important it is and like visual and i was like oh cool because like he, here he was talking about we're talking about meditation and like visualizing success and like that's what always got me through like depression in college is i would just think i mean don't get me wrong i also study 12 hours a day it's not like, yeah oh just visualize it and we'll come no i would but i would whenever i'd get like depressed or just really didn't want to study organic chemistry i'd just be like think about how great it's going to be when you get into med school think about how <laughs> like, you're going to be so happy you did it you're going to be so proud and it would, I would always you know i'd kind of get like butterflies and I'd be like okay it's like a little little hit of meth i'm so okay now i can study for another week like <laughs> that feeling in me but he was talking about how they they were literally taught how to do that when they were training to become delta they were yeah. like they were taught how because it's like when you haven't slept in four days and you're pretty sure you're gonna die and the helicopter's not coming to pick you up they're like it's very easy to fall into like a we're fucked we're fucked and it's like morale, <laughs> and then you're ruined and it's like they were literally taught how to like meditate and be like no like we are gonna get out of this we're gonna fucking shoot our way out. Like we've got Uncle Sam, and it was. But he's talking. So anyway, so I was like, oh, that's kind of cool because he's talking about this stuff that's normally reserved for like kind of new agey stuff. But it's like here's this guy who is the antithesis of like new age. He's this yeah, like yeah. ex Delta Force. Like Jesus. he's like he's he's like a fucking badass. But yeah, dude, the mentality. Like yeah, that's like a lot of it. Like that's 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 what this whole thing is. Like I'm mean, you're seeing a lot of people who can't who don't have any like mentality yeah. and yeah. like the further the further away that from normal and society that they have become the more extreme they are because i'm just like oh because so much of their identity and who they were is rely this, on that old yeah. thinking dude that's what that's literally what my therapist said to me a couple of weeks ago i've seen a therapist for a long time now she was like i'm finding that i'm finding that the more anxious more depressed people i know and i was like it's, it's cool you can call us crazy i was like <laughs> You can say the C word, crazy people. <laughs> she's like, I'm finding like the crazier like people I have. She's like, they are dealing with this the best. She's like, they are dealing with quarantine, with isolation, with like global shutdown. And she was like, because it seems like you're just battling your own mind on a daily basis. You sort of calloused yourself to anxiety. So it's when the world shuts down, you're like, fuck it, dude, it's just another day. You know, yeah. the whole, I just got to make it through today. I'm like, dude, welcome to my life. Like, yeah. but yeah, it kind of makes me think of like Bane. Like, you know, people are like, <laughs> you, you were only, sh- you, yeah. oh, you only knew craziness yeah. in quarantine. No, I, was, I, was, I was born by it, shaped yeah. by it. But that's literally what I was thinking. I was thinking of like <laughs> you doing comedy, like you're going to be a nurse. Me doing a podcast was going to be a doctor. And it's like, oh, like you think you understand crazy. <laughs> like, I, uh, born in butt, molded by it. <laughs> you didn't use memes till you were, a, you didn't. You, 
I didn't see memes till I was a man. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, this is, I mean, no matter what, any kind of entertainer, any kind of like, you know, outlet is like a, usually a creative response to an extreme stressful situation. That's yeah. why lawyers, Wall Street people all have those weird, <laughs> they, they go to those weird sex clubs with the fetishes because they're like, they, they need an outlet. And I'm like, hey, outlets, creative. Their outlets, yeah. Their outlets, like, you know, yeah, having some dominatrix burn them and, you know, read them Bible verses backwards or something. <laughs> it's like, hey, man, whatever, you gotta get your rocks off. But, um, yeah, man, I'm uh, not even gonna lie. I kind of want to go play Far Cry. So, that's <laughs> cool, dude. No, it's yeah. cool. Yeah. Hey, dude, this was a great podcast. Hey, I man, appreciate please it. Please come back on, dude. That was a fucking blast. I like, I like talking to someone as, as unhinged and unserious it's sometimes i just need someone else who's whose soul is like i have a great day when i see a good meme and i'm like i can really everyone else is like getting married and i have my third baby on the way and i'm like hey man yo yo can you just like make me feel good about this yeah 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 you're fine we're all at home (laughs) this is our (laughs) d-day literally it's like yeah like bang the magazine on their helmet to see if it's empty it's like bang the phone like she's got me (laughs) we few we happy few it's like (laughs) raising the flag on iwo jima but it's just dude yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be um, tiger king memes <laughs> oh yeah i haven't seen that yet you, 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 you don't need to <laughs> okay. I, I i i gave into it as an entertainer but i'm like i shouldn't have yeah i, I haven't given into it but uh, yeah I'm, that's the problem with memes man if you're out of it for a day you come back and be like what the fuck are all of these new memes but um yeah man let's uh i'll text you after this let's definitely do another one that was fun as fuck and oh yeah Shit, man, I'd love to do meme therapy. I would be honored. Yeah, dude, I'll bring. Yeah, I'll bring you on in a couple uh, episodes. I had to, I have a couple other guests, but yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, if you have any questions about like, uh, stuff, as uh, like, I'll ask you some questions about like podcasts too, because I'm like, I'm only on like eight. Well, I haven't uploaded anything. I only have like one episode recorded, so I'm trying to stack up like three and then release them all at the same time. Okay, just start releasing them. <laughs> I need to, I need to start editing them because I'm like trying go. to do parts. I I do I need a like good I need good like it's one of those creative things. I'm okay, like I need to record because like I'll 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 record it live, but then I need to like section right, it like, into like specific ones that's digestible and like has like the narrative I want or whatever. Yeah. No, I got you, man. Yeah, there, there's a the reason I don't edit is because I tried to make it as simple as possible because I know if I kept it simple, I'd stick with it. So, yeah. So if it's literally just start recording text you are you ready let's go and when it's finished i stop recording and i just have to upload it and then i put it on an external because it's so simple it's i know i'll stick with it if every day i was like i know i'd have to edit it for three i would have stopped on episode two but yeah i did that and i did an excel spreadsheet that i date on one column uh number of episodes in the next and subscribers in the next and literally the first was like episode one, one subscriber. And just, so whenever I start to get down or depressed, I just look back and I'm like, okay, okay. It's still going up. It's still going up slowly, but surely. And yeah, it's, um, that's all I got. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, man. I'll text you. Thank you very much for doing it. Marcus Cardona. And Hey, send me any links you want me to put in like the description. 
Okay, yeah, oh, yeah. I sent I sent you a link, just uh, something for you to watch while you play Far Cry. It'll be fun. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'll send you links. Uh, it's just gonna be my social media, but I'll plug myself right now. Um, you yeah. can follow me on all social media: Instagram, fa- uh, Twitter. Uh, yeah, Instagram and Twitter at Marcus Cardona, and then on Facebook, uh, official Marcus Cardona. And then yeah, that's pretty much it. And then I have like a Patreon too, Marcus Cardona. But yeah, we're all figuring this out. Yeah. Everyone stay safe. <laughs> yeah, Cardona, C-A-R-D-O-N-A for everyone, right? Yeah, and uh, what I was going to say, it's not one of your, I'll let you, it's not one of your screenshots, but you had a fantastic fucking Twitter name. I don't know if it's still the same. It was Mick Laugh, Mick Love, Mick... Mick McLive, Mick Laugh, Mick Love. I saw that, and that, that cheered up my day. It was like a week and a half ago. I think that's when I messaged you. I saw that, and I was like, that's awesome. And like that cheered up my day. I saw that. I was like, I was like that's so cool. Especially again, sororities, fraternities, every sorority girl that that's stamped on their living room wall. Like, that's so perfect. That's so perfect. Marcus Cardona, I will link all of your shit. Thank you very much for doing it, man. And um, yeah, I'll fucking do another one, man. Stay sane. Yeah, you too, man. Bye. Right, buddy. Peace.